This is part one of a three-part podcast. Hi, my name's Ryan. I've been a supporter of Paul's for many years now. I wish to get the podcast and video creation part of the system we call Paul back up to full speed. And I think Patreon support is a big part of that system. Go over to patreon.com slash Paul Wheaton. Make a pledge for each artifact that Paul creates. Again, the site is patreon.com slash Paul Wheaton. You can also find the link in the podcast notes. Enjoy the podcast. Okay, it says it's recording. Um, We're doing a Zoom call. I honestly believe that this could possibly be the most important podcast we ever have recorded and maybe even that we ever will record. Um, Wow. and, And it started a few weeks ago in that um, we've been working hard on PEP. And who knew that making this curriculum would be so incredibly time-consuming? It's taking 20 times longer than I thought it would. And it's so much work. But it's like I think that the final product is going to be amazing. But we've been working on it, and we've been having a, a powerful focus on quality. And making sure it's like every line is excellent. And um, because I think this is really important. This is going to be, I think it's going to be huge. But I was meeting with Ashley, who's on this call. I should say, by the way, it's on this call, it's me, Ash, Ashley, and Jennifer. Hi, hooray. And Thanks for having me back, Paul. <laughs> and today's podcast is about what I have called in the past the click and Ash has listened to all of the podcasts very thoroughly, and he explains to me that I have never said exactly what this is. I hereby solemnly swear you have never talked about the click on a podcast, <laughs> and yet this is imp- this is super important. And um, and I, but I was I was. Working on PEP with Ashley, we were making great progress. And then, as I often do, because we have these meetings that are two and a half hours long each to work on on the PEP and skip stuff. And so that day I was paired with Ashley, and we were working and getting a lot done. And then we got to where there's like four minutes left, and then I kind of do this thing I normally do, which is I say, okay, is there anything else we need to talk about in the last four minutes? Like trying to work on one more BB won't fit in four minutes but maybe there's, like, some other business. And then, Ashley, you said something like, I have something that's not related to Skipper Pep that I would like to ask you about. Yeah. Yeah, that would be it. And then when you explained it, then I used, what I think I used as my words, if I remember correctly, is, like, you have experienced the click. Yeah. And now you are on your journey, and it is going to be frustrating because you want to be neck deep in permaculture now, but you've already been, like, working towards neck deep for two years, and you've learned a lot of painful lessons. And part part of you is thinking, like, I may have been happier if I never experienced the click. Yep. <laughs> and yet here I am and I have to do this. I am now hardwired for life to do this. I'll do anything to get there. 
and it is driving me crazy that I'm not there now. Is that about right? That sums it up quite well. Okay. And so we had a long talk. And afterwards, I kind of felt like, man, I, I should have written some of that down for a podcast. Fortunately, uh, I talked to Ash about the click, only learned that Ash has also been there, and he's on his journey. And Ash wrote a bunch of stuff. And now all three of you have been tortured with the way that I write stuff. And that is that you guys write things that you think I would say, and then I feel like, no, that's all wrong. (laughs) Let me fix it. Maybe. <laughs> I started deliberately writing things that I think you'll hate sometimes, just to encourage you to go faster. Because <laughs> I have to correct this now, whereas other things, it's like, yeah, I hate that, but I don't hate it as much as this. <laughs> Which I think is like how 90% of the content ever ends up on the Internet. <laughs> that person is wrong. I have to now explain why. Um, yes. So he wrote a thing about the click, and I think that the document we have now is um, about 12 times bigger than that, and we put some magnificent details in there, and I'm, ex- I'm excited. Let's – okay, we now have to talk about what is the click, and – by reading the document, I understand that the click is, hi, Ashley, hi, Paul. <laughs> I'm going to guess Ash wrote that. <laughs> so, I wrote the first part, and then I think Ashley wrote, hi, Paul. Okay. All right. All right. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> you can see who's on the document. We're using, just the, we're using the same tool that we use for um, creating all of the skip and pep stuff, which is the Google Doc stuff, and we all – can edit it simultaneously, and we can put it into suggest mode. It's a powerful tool for collaborative writing. It's delicious. Um, but, okay. First of all, it's spelled C-L-I-C-K. Like, it's a click sound. Like, right. you're living your life, and suddenly you hear a giant click, and now you must live your life in the opposite direction. And um, so, so whenever I mention the click, some people say, do you mean C-L-I-Q-U-E? And it's like, no, right. no, C-L-I-C-K. Before the click, permaculture is a lot of cool bits and bobs. <clears throat> Drink deep, and there's always more. It's a one cool thing in a world of cool things. Am I, does this sound about right for everybody, like before the click? Yep. Perm- yes. Yeah, that's right so far. Permaculture is cool. Pretty close, yeah. And it's like, oh, look, today I learned a new thing about permaculture. Isn't that cool? That's also cool. And uh, also, you know what's cool is uh, the Thai food at that new Thai restaurant. That's cool, too. Right. There's other cool things in the world that aren't permaculture. Yeah. Those things are still cool also. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there's a a cool car. And and these are not permaculture things, but there's, there's cool stuff all around. And permaculture is one of the things that's cool. And then, you know, you're like, you might have an appetite for permaculture. Like every day, it's like, I'm going to learn another permaculture thing today. I'm going to see another permaculture video or read a permaculture book. Or I love, you know, permaculture is cool. I really, I love it. I'll say I love it. I love permaculture. It's cool. 
And then there is the moment. I'm going to say the moment, and we'll get into that for each person, whether it is a moment or not. But I'm going to state it right now that the click, click is, I think, an accurate word because I think it happens in a moment. Like you're bebopping along, and then in a moment, like like within a 10-second thing or five-second thing or something like that, a, a brief moment. Scratch. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's like suddenly, whoa, 180. Okay. And then there is a moment when all those pieces suddenly click together. I mean, I felt like I could hear it. But that's just silliness. Okay. It's that silliness on my part for when it happened to me. All those pieces suddenly click together, and you realize that you have lived your whole life up to this moment backwards. Now, that's my words, my feelings. And you are now hardwired to do a 180 and live your life forwards. It is the only way. And it, to respect the Mandalorian, it is the way. <laughs> <laughs> At the moment that you experience the clip, that, the, that, that you experience the click, at the moment you experience the click, you are ankle deep in permaculture, but you desperately need to be neck deep. All right, so that was a definition that I wrote in response to what was there was wrong. <laughs> How close am I for the rest of you in writing this? I'd say like 99% on. Uh, 75% maybe for me, yeah. Okay. Honestly, Paul, for me, it rings so true. Like, 99% true. It's yeah. just my reaction was different. But the feeling, the jarring moment, like, I can pinpoint a moment also, like just like you. Okay, and then there is the question now. It's like the next thing on the list here. Was it a jarring moment or spread out over hours, days, and weeks? And for me, it was like, it, it was kind of like what you said, Ash. It's like the scratching record, you know, scritchy, scritchy, scritch. Like, what? And, and it was, it was, it did seem like it was a five second thing. Like, like I'm, I'm suddenly transforming into this other creature in five seconds on some sort of sci-fi show. And, um, but for the rest of you, was it a jarring moment or was it spread out over hours, days and weeks? I think it depends on how you look at it. To me, I can clearly see, like, the lead-up where all the pieces were falling into place and then sort of, like, one experience where it allowed me to put all those pieces into place and see the big picture. So it sounds like you're saying days or weeks. Yeah, that would be, like, a year <laughs> of pieces coming together. Let me – does it feel a little bit like – like, uh, don't go into the light? <laughs> a little bit, yeah. <laughs> okay. So, like, maybe Ash and I were like, 
zip into the light, boom, <laughs> and and you're kind of <laughs> like, you know, I can see the pieces going together, but you know, I'm not going to go. I'm not going to go there. I I resist. I hereby officially resist. Yeah, Something I think like there that. was some sort of resistance going on. Like this can't be right. Like, no, nah, this is too easy. But then this there was a moment. Simple. But then there was a moment when you stopped resisting, and you're like, boom. Was that an, was that a moment, or was that still spread out over time? Uh, there was a moment, like a very clear moment, where I'm like, oh my gosh, this works. This is crazy, uh-huh. awesome. This yeah. works. <laughs> was it really a, okay? Now, Jen, for you, jarring moment or spread out over? hours, days, weeks? I mean, like Ashley, there was a lot that had been building up to it, and then um, I would say there was kind of a culminating moment, but even that, there was a lot of build-up. Like, I kept thinking, am I really going to do this? Uh, You know, how's this going to work out? Like, can I leave behind all the things I'm going to have to leave behind? And then at some point, I just said, like, yes, yes, I can. Um, yeah. I'm going to say a thing, and you could tell me if this analogy might work. There's there's a dam, and it's a very tall dam, and water is now coming over the dam, and finally the dam broke. Yeah, it was maybe more like, you know, in the old westerns where, like, somebody has to cut their own foot off to get out of a trap or something, mm. oh, and, like, Jesus. they sit there, and they're like, am I going to do it? <laughs> so the yeah. Saw movies? <laughs> I, I have never seen the Saw movies. I'd never want to see the Saw movies. But... I've never seen the Saw movies, but yeah, and then it's finally like, all right, if I'm going to do it, I'm just going to have to do it and whack. So it was it was more like that. I'm going to say that I experienced that also, that I, I felt like I had cut off my right arm from what I was doing in order to travel this path. But, but I'll get to that story more later. Yeah. But it sounds like for those where it is spread out over a greater time, within that, it ended in a moment. Yeah. And then there was a moment where suddenly, like, the click happened, and it it was a moment. Fair? Yeah. I would say fair. Okay. Next item is, was it really a 180 on your life? Or is that a bit of an exaggeration? Not an exaggeration at all. I completely changed my life. Like, I had completely different priorities, different views, everything. And I was just like, okay, and now I'm obsessed with this one thing, and this is all I do. Okay. Ash? Absolutely, it was a 180 for me. Um going from, just like you said, be bopping along, here's one cool thing and a world of cool things, to this is the only thing that's cool or worth caring about for me and all of the frustrations that come with that and kind of the disassociation from others who haven't felt the click and the inability to really kind of talk with folks who aren't on that same wavelength. Yeah. This is who I am now, and it's different than who I was a minute ago. Mm-hmm. Like, way different. Jennifer? Yeah, I'd say that's pretty accurate 
not in terms of like what I was actually doing. Like I was already growing my own food, homesteading, like doing permaculture stuff. But in the the reprioritization and and for me the relocation, um, it was a complete a complete change. Like something that had never seemed possible before suddenly was. Yeah. Uh, this next question seems a little pointless now. Do you remember when you felt the click? Uh, for me, it was April 25th, 2005. Um, and it was like, which is like a couple months after I took my first PDC. But do you guys remember like the date? I mean, it was, to me, it was late morning, April mm-hmm. 25th, 2005. And mine was... <laughs> okay, Jennifer, go ahead. <laughs> uh, mine was at the PDC in 2019, actually. So a little over a year ago when you were here. Yeah. Okay. Ashley. It was at a PDC, so I did mine um, on Salt Spring Island. And it wasn't, say, I can't remember the date, but I know specifically what I was doing in the PDC when it happened. What was that? Um, we were going to a site to check out um, someone's setup, and you showed up there, and it looked like a um, someone had just set up camp in the trees. And I was like, well, this is kind of lame. Like, I can go camping, too. But then we, like, explored his site, and he had this, like, yurt that he had transformed into a greenhouse dome that had a giant tank in the middle that had fish in it, and it circulated the water throughout the dome to, like, um, provide nutrients for all these plants he was growing, and it had, like, no pump. It was all, like, thermosiphoning, pretty much, and it had, like, thousands of fish in this tank that he would harvest, and it was just, like, this little French dude that lived in the forest, and, like, at first glance, you would kind of write him off, and then you're like, this man is a genius! (laughs) Ash? Uh, I would have to go through my YouTube history to find the exact date and time, but (laughs) I remember it was sometime in the morning in the summer of 2017 when I saw in the video preview, you know, like the thumbnail, a uh, YouTube thumbnail, the you standing next to the rocket mass heater there in the fish fry's house in someone else's YouTube video, mm-hmm. that moment, it was, what in the world is this? I have to know everything about it right now. Um, and that's when I first discovered your stuff and went tumbled headlong into it and just needed to breathe all of it. So now Justin Rhodes made a video about me. That's and, the one. And it was like the the rocket mass heater was at the beginning, like in the in the thumbnail. Right. But the whole video is like 15 minutes long, and he kind of does a little bit of a tour of a bunch of different things here. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. the video, I'm sure. And so we talk about more than just the rocket mass heater. Oh, yeah, uh-huh. And that video was great for that. It was, what's this, and what was that, and all of this. And it was, you know the one glinty thing that attracted me to it and then an outpouring of riches and then, you know, learning about you and watching your um, your Bricks keynote and so on and so forth. Okay, next question is, and I, and I want to keep this short because I think for each of us it's going to be long and we're going to get into more details here in a moment. But maybe a quick answer is, is like, okay, 
in this moment, suddenly you have new needs. And um, <clears throat> for me, I realized I needed to do about five times more than I could possibly do by myself with the rest of my life. And I recognized that I need, in order to accomplish that, I need community. I mean, this was all in a few seconds. The math kind of laid this out in front of me. I need to do five times more than I'm going to be able to do in the rest of my life. And therefore, I have to figure out community. And I mean, like, it was a second later where I'm doing the math about community. And from what I've studied about community, it's like almost universal failure. And so I, I need to understand how to have success and that that's going to be a massive challenge to try and understand a solution. <clears throat> All of this, so these were my needs. Uh, and then, of course, combined with that, like a 40-page list of all the things that I wish to accomplish, which I had been working on as a novelty of sorts before that, before that moment, all the things I wished to do on my property at the time. And I was up on Mount Spokane. All right, so um, because I was trying, I was beginning to think like, okay, which things are going to, am I going to be able to, I would put it in priority order, and a lot of the stuff I'm never going to get to. And in the click moment, it's like, no, I have to do it all. Have to, have to, have to, have to. I have to be part of doing it all. Have to. Absolute requirement. So, um, Ash, in, in your click moment, what did you suddenly need that before was not a need? Uh, for me, in my click moment... Um, so for me, this all comes back to uh, my dream of a town with no cars that can feed itself. And uh, before the click, I had put that dream up on a shelf and in the sky as being unattainable and unrealistic and a nice thing to look at. And like you said, a novelty and being unrealistic to attain. And once I felt the click, it was the realization that, oh, God. I could actually do this. This isn't that crazy and unreasonable to try to shoot for. And so then once once that happened, my brain started thinking through exactly how to do it and, you know, rubbing up against all the frustrations of that. But just like you said, you know, I was coming to those same realizations of I can't know everything. I can't do everything. Community is the solution to those problems. Um and just realizing that this thing that I had dreamt about for years and then put away as a foolish dream suddenly jumped back in my lap as being not so foolish. Ashley. I need, <clears throat> immediately needed to start growing or raising my own food. Okay. Jennifer. I'd say, I mean, there were, like, 10 billion different projects that I was suddenly just, like, 
upset that I wasn't able to do right that second. But I think for me, the big thing was, like, I needed to transition from from homesteading to permaculture. Like, I felt like I was doing, like I said, I was growing my own food, all of that. But, like, I was doing it in these isolated kind of islands. Like, all the elements were there, but I just hadn't been able to, like, really make things work together because I hadn't had the time and the dedication to put into it. And suddenly it was like, no, I have to reprioritize and like making that happen is now my mission. (laughs) All right. Uh, The next item on the list is to not have the click might be a really nice thing. Possibly not wise to pursue it. So, so the four of us are, in a way, joyfully suffering from this. <laughs> I mean, but suffering is the word, is it not? I mean, yeah. this is, it's definitely suffering. Yeah. On the other hand, it's a beautiful suffering. I mean, I feel like I feel like my life has. 20 times more substance than it did before. And my life, I think, was pretty substantive before. I would agree. Yeah, same. Like, although I'm suffering, I wouldn't go back and unclick myself. I would rather suffer knowing that this exists than otherwise. Than some other flavor of suffering, even. I I think the thing I'm trying to convey is to those listening, some of the people listening are, like, totally relating because they've had the click. But I think most of the people have not, and they're thinking that this sounds goofy. And and it's kind of like, that's cool. That's fine. Um, To them, permaculture is a bunch of nice things, and that's that's great. And we'll we'll get back to talking about those kinds of things again. In the next podcast, <clears throat> although well, I think we'll I've, talk about it a little bit in this podcast too, but but it's like this this thing is is odd. This this thing is is a divorce maker. Is that fair? This thing is a divorce maker. I can definitely see the potential of that. I mean, you got to kind of you once you have this one eighty, you are now a different person, and the spousey the spouse person or pseudo spouse or whoever you're hanging out with, they have not experienced the click. They're on a lovely path that was uh, a good match for the person you were one minute ago. And so... um, You're definitely describing my partner right now. (laughs) I have drug him through this kicking and screaming and now he's like, woo, I like chickens. (laughs) (laughs) So... He has not gone through the click, but you have. But he's like, this, this, this path you're on is a fun ride. I think it's cool. Yeah, that's a very good descriptor. But a partner you may have had before the click would be like, you have become a crazy person. Well, we essentially moved from, like, um, outdoor recreation paradise to somewhere else so that we could start doing permaculture. And that was hard, very hard on him. And it almost destroyed our relationship, but now we're on the other side, and we love it. Okay. Uh, congratulations. You have survived. Mm. The <laughs> Your relationship has survived. the Because I know of a lot of people where it's like, 
<laughs> then the relationship was over. Yeah. Y'all uh, got to be in the 1%. <clears throat> and, of course, what you're, what the person who's experienced the click is is like, hey, could you just experience the click also? That would be so helpful. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> that's not how it works. Uh-huh. Um, so, uh Ash, it says, there's a note here that's a fresh note. It says, Ash has a thing. <laughs> right. So you were talking about people who have not experienced the click and how not experiencing the click might be a really nice thing. Um, and I was thinking, I, I've experienced this before in other realms where there's folks who are destined to feel the click, and I feel like, my opinion, is that nothing we say will sway them from going towards the light. Like, we could say it's full of snakes and it's terrible. Don't do it. And they'll still go do it anyways. Oh, okay. Um, I think that's true. And there's, you know, there's those those precious few who are going to do it regardless of what we say. And also, yeah, it is a beautiful kind of suffering. Um, <clears throat> okay. Uh, I want to skip ahead a little bit and then come back to where we are in the list. And um, I want to ask all three of you this one question, and then I'm going to give my answer. And um, and and I we've gone to great lengths to make sure that I don't ask this question early. So I don't know what the three of you are going to say. So um, how many people in the world do you think have experienced the click? So let's start with Jen. Or Jen, <laughs> maybe. Uh, let's start. Let's, Hello. Oh, there, okay, there she is. <laughs> you're you're, you're uh, having trouble with the steering wheel on that Zoom call? <laughs> I, I muted my microphone like I was told. I just forgot. <laughs> okay. How about just leave um, it open? I, it seems like it, the quality has been fine. Just leave your microphone on all the time now. Okay. Okay. Um, I would say maybe 1.5 million in the world. Okay. Ashley. Oh, I was going with 10,000. Oh, wow. Ash. I was going to say 100,000 people. Amazing. Okay. I'm going to say 1,000 to 1,500. Wow. Oh. I don't think it's very many people. I don't think it's very many people either. I think there's a lot of people who love permaculture, but they haven't experienced the click. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I guess I'm kind of including, like, I don't know if they would call it permaculture, but, like, I imagine there are people in India and China and all kinds of places, and there's, like, I mean, there's billions of people in this world. Right. True. I, yeah. Uh, uh, true, true, true. And Thank I'm taking that into account, because I'm kind of thinking, like, in the United States, I'm thinking maybe 50, 55. Wow. And so, but for the world, 1,000, 1,500 maybe? I mean, I think that there's a lot of people that are pursuing an agricultural route with permaculture flavor, or they're bonkers about gardening, and they like to work in some permaculture stuff. And, uh, and then, of course, there's all the people who kind of move away from permaculture and towards biodynamic stuff. Right. And, um, <clears throat> and it's like... Have those people experienced the click? I think, I think you, you, those people, some of those people might count. 
Like, they're going to label it as biodynamic, but in a way, it's the same kind of click. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. You know? And it's like, I think they're legit to count, but how many of them? How, how many people like that are there? And, uh, and, of course, there's the ones we know about, but for every one of those, there's probably 20 we don't know about. Right. I was right. taking into account, like Jen, I was taking into account folks on other continents who maybe don't call it the same thing we do. And then also I was thinking of the girts of the world where they're doing oh, it yeah. and they're not blogging about it and none of us know about them. Yeah, that's true. Or maybe I'm- also Jen and I were just hoping that we're not quite so lonely in this world. <laughs> how many people are listening to this podcast like I'm going to guess that this podcast is going to be listened to by 15,000 people okay out of those 15,000 people Ooh. how many of them have experienced the click I think it's going to be a higher ratio because you know when you need these things you need to move forward you need stuff to do it and you need to figure this shit out and you you need and i kind of feel like there have been people that have written to me and said this beautiful thing and i love it when they write it and i don't know i can't reply i'm i'm tongue tied i don't know what mm-hmm. to say in reply and and they say this is your voice is the only voice in the world for me. Yeah. And I need to hear it. You need to make more podcasts because it's like I'm all alone here and this is the only thing that makes any sense to me at all. <clears throat> and I kind of feel like, in a way, maybe that's because of the click. Like, I've experienced the click, so when I kind of talk about my things, it's from this angle of having gone through the click. And, and perhaps these people, these this this handful of people they've also experienced the click and they need to hear this voice that's gone through it yeah it's nice to not feel so alone in feeling the click it's also nice to not feel like you're crazy that someone else like oh yeah someone else gets it like you know how i feel and i'm i'm not crazy to think this way or feel this way and so listening to my podcast makes you feel not crazy and and then on top of that, when you listen to my podcast and you feel like I want more, 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 you start participating in the forums, and there's more, 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 more. And then when and then you we pull we roll out the pep stuff, and we're like we say we need help with this, and then and then you're like well I need more, and that's that's a flavor of more. Maybe it's a flavor that'll that'll resolve some of this need and so I'll be involved the next thing you know all of us are working on pep and skip like a lot yeah and and it's like you know let me let me ask each of you ash for working on pep and skip how much money have i offered you Zero dollars and zero cents. And yet you've put an enormous amount of time into this like a, like huge i have and Not as much even, as others. And you've even put your own money into coming out here and stuff like that. I have, yes. Ashley, same question. I'm currently paying to hear my own voice because I'm a Patreon supporter. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that. And I'm a Patreon supporter. I am. Um, but how much money have I offered you for your effort in all of this project? Zero. Jennifer, same question. 
No dollars. I, I do sort of get paid in beans when I work on <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Um, and, uh, and of course, I've put in a lot, too, and I'm not getting paid anything. If anything, I'm, I'm paying for whatever needs to be paid for to kind of, yeah. you know, so, but, you know, I'm putting money in, too. Uh, and a lot of it, thankfully, is offset by the Patreon people. Thank you, Ash and Ashley. Yeah, and all, Patreon people. All the other Patreon people that are that are supporting us. I think that there's like 80 people. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, I'm wait, going, wait, wait, wait. Oh, we didn't we didn't ask the question. How many people listening to the podcast have felt the click? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> okay, Ash, how many? Oh shit! I knew you were going to pick me first. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to say 10% of the active listenership. So you said 15,000. So I'm going to say, um, 1, wait, no. Yeah, yeah 1,500. <laughs> okay. Uh, Jennifer, how many? I The 10% seems about right to me, but then 1,500 seems kind of high, despite those being technically the same number. So I'm just going to say, like, 800. You put words to my gnashing of teeth. Thank you, Jenna. <laughs> All right. Ashley. I, th- I think it's actually higher. I think when, if you find this podcast, you're probably, there's like, I think there's a higher likelihood that you've experienced the click because you're looking for things to do. And I think that this podcast has a lot of it. So I'm going to say 20%. Wow. Wow. Okay. So 3,000 of your 10,000 worldwide people are listening to this podcast right now, Ashley. Yeah, I think so. Wow. wow. Uh, that's – so my number is going to be more like I, – because I agree. I think I think that for people that have experienced the click that this podcast is a bit of a magnet, but only for people who, like, you know, consume podcasts. And uh, I'm going to go so far as to say, like – uh, it is a disproportionate number. Like more, there's a lot, but I'm gonna say it's closer to like like when I started as a wish, I was thinking like maybe forty. No. But 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 now that you guys have put up those high high numbers, I'm I'm kind of thinking like maybe it's maybe it's high as eighty. Wow. Woo! I mean. I know that a lot of days when I make a podcast, like because there's a lot of things to prevent me from recording a podcast. But on a lot of days where I do record a podcast, the one, the only reason I record a certain podcast or a podcast on that day is because I think that, because I, I have this in my head, there are 12 people where my podcast is really important to them. And, and there's also, of course, thousands, maybe millions of people that think my podcast is stupid. But there's 12 people that are like, this is important. This is like they value the the, the, the wacky things that I have to say. <clears throat> they they think I may be even smart. They they think that I may be witty. They think whatever they think. But but the things I'm saying have weight and value to them and and they and and so that's my motivation. And I think I'm going to record this new podcast for these twelve people. Now, granted, it'll get downloaded 15,000 times. But you're just talking to those 12 people. But I kind of feel like 
a lot of those people are going to either a just not listen to it because they're they're watching the names of the topics going by and it's like yeah not this one I don't care about that one or whatever. And then there's some people that will listen to it as background noise, and it's like, yeah, oh, this guy sometimes says something well. But he sure rambles a lot. And I think that the 12 people believe that I do not ramble, that that the things that we're doing were, you know, are of value, and and it's not rambly. It's perfect. And uh, um, they think – and I want to go out on a limb and say these 12 people – whom I cannot name, think I'm fucking awesome and that they want to hear more fucking awesome from me. And it's like, so they value what I say that much. And I, and it's like, so, um, there's a lot of, I see, I see comments on the internet about in this podcast, Paul Wheaton says the most dumb fuck thing in the world. And I keep thinking like, if you think I'm a dumb fuck, why do you keep listening to my podcast? Just go listen to something else. All right. I love so, the conceit that you're that you overcome all the hurdles to recording podcasts for twelve people, and three of them are on this podcast. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> no, Jennifer is not a podcast listener. She's just not a podcast person. But That's she's here. Two yeah. of them are on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then, of course, there's like eighty-three people that support the podcast Patreon thing, and so I mean. There, that's quite. That's pretty fucking awesome, and and so there's that too. I mean, there's something to be said for people that are willing to put in at least a dollar, you know, to listen to a bunch of podcasts. That's that's cool. That's you know, that's heartwarming. Really, that's proof. Eighty three, neat. Right. Um, kind of wish it was thousands, but it is what it is. And I realize I'm. I speak to a tiny niche. And I, I love that. I mean, there's a lot of people out there that are, like, making podcasts and they're trying to appeal to a bigger audience. And it's like, I don't – that has no appeal to me at all. I, I, I want to – I have had the click. I am on a hardcore path. And I also feel like another sub-function of the podcast is to express who I am to act as a type of filter – for people who want to come and be part of this community, mm-hmm. which we're going to get to some more here in a moment. But, okay, now I'm going to circle back to what the notes we had earlier, and it's about frustrations. Now that you've had the click. Okay, so I have things that I have to do now, and I can't do them here. So I am saying this from from the, the the perspective of where I was in 2005, in April of 2005, it became clear to me that what I have to do, I cannot do them on my 80 acres in Mount Spokane. So I'm writing this down as a frustration for the moment that you have the click. It's this immediate frustration do, have the three of you experienced this particular frustration? I was living in a trailer park and trying to illegally raise chickens in my backyard. <laughs> <laughs> so I think you said yes. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> All right, Ash? 
Uh, yes, I am still not living in a town with no cars that can feed itself. <laughs> Every day, there is so many things that I want to do, and I cannot do them where I am. Um, physically I, and kind of locationally and all of those things. I w- I'm going to use an expression that might help be a tool for the rest of the podcast, and that is that, and I've kind of alluded to it a moment ago, but it's like in the click, I felt like I needed to be neck deep in permaculture in this specific flavor that's in my head. I, I need that. It's, it is required. And I realized at the moment I was only shin deep. Um, and so I know that later we kind of talk about this neck deep versus shin deep. And uh, Jen helped me out by rewording something. <laughs> we can get to that later. <laughs> but um, uh, does this analogy, I mean, this, I, I know the answer to this. This analogy works for the three of you, yes? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And uh, the notes that I wrote down, which I wrote, but and I think the three of you ended up agreeing with it, is, is that when I felt the click, I felt like I was shin deep. Um. And um, actually, I did not write down what how deep Jen was. I know Jen has had land and a lot of, but she had she had, she has a richer story, and she's going to get to that in a moment. But Jen, how deep do you think you were when you experienced the click? Like, there's what I need is neck deep. Where I'm right. at at this second is probably waist deep. Okay. And uh, for Ash, I selected ankle deep. Yeah, ankle deep, if that. And I don't know where Ashley was when she felt the click, but I know she's been working very hard, and she is now shin deep. Yeah. So, Ashley, where did you start? I was, like, toe deep. Okay. All right. Mine might have been closer to, like, (laughs) (laughs) mid-thigh. Okay. So... I feel like I need to be neck deep. We all feel like we need to be neck deep. Need, absolute need, absolutely required, need to be neck deep. And here at Wheaton Labs right now, I think, and this is where Jen has helped me with language, chest deep. (laughs) 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 Which sounds so much better than nipple deep. (laughs) Which is what I was going through. (laughs) Chest deep or chest deep. (laughs) <laughs> hey, I, I still have humor needs, okay? <laughs> All right. Tits, tits deep is a kayaking term. <laughs> <laughs> I think Jen would rather I did not say that at all. I could roll with it. <laughs> I'm going to roll with what Jen came up with, with Jen's poetry there. But, yeah, tits deep, that's, that's, that's up there. Um, <laughs> Pretty good. I think nipple deep has a little more cringe to it, which kind of makes me giggle a little more. (laughs) My inner beavis is coming out. Okay. Uh, All right. Frustrations. Uh, So the first frustration was I have things that I have to do now, and I cannot do them here. I have to change my location. Next one is, I cannot afford the land that I need. Yep. Yeah. Next one is, everything is covered in toxic 
magic, and I can't get away from it. Yeah. Yep. That's brutal. Breathing and hearing and smelling those cars every day. I mean, yep. before the click, it's like... It was what tolerable. You, what are you going to do? It's right. the way it is. All you can do is make the best of it. And and, it, and it's like, that's just the way it's going to be. And um, everything's compromised. Yeah, your neighbors spray. And uh, it's going to drift over. Now, what are you going to do? You know? Yeah, you know, there's all this other stuff. But it's like, and it's like even the, the stuff that's labeled organic, it's caked in acceptable levels of toxicity. And uh, and it's kind of like, ugh. And then when you try to grow stuff, it's like you start to learn about the pesticides that were used years ago on your land. And it's like, is this still? Yeah. And then you start to realize there's a reason why the land was so cheap. Hmm. You know, like, I got this land, and it was really cheap, and it's like, here's why. And it's, like, and it's just like, oh, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? I can't get a, uh, So everything is covered in toxic ick, and I can't get away from it. It's, and it's like, um, suddenly with the click, it's like, I will get away from it. I will. I, I will be in the top. 0.01% of getting away from toxic kick. I don't know how, but I will figure this the fuck out. And I have to. It's critical. Critical. It's locked in place. Must. All right. Next item. I can't do enough by myself. I need more people. Am I by myself on this one? No, I mean, I wrote it, so I, I agree with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you learn pretty quick that you can't be awesome at all of the things required to run a homestead. And and, it, and you need to be awesome. Yeah, you need to be awesome. You need to be awesomer than all the books that are out there. Yeah. And so a lot you of people are like, this is the best because this is what's in the book which is considered the best book on the topic. And I kind of feel like I need to be ten times better than what is the best of all those books. And a new book will be written. And it's kind of like, but I can't write all these books, and I can't be the best at all of these things. What I need is to be part of a group of people that are even more awesome than I am. Yeah. And so that's what I need. That's what I have to have. It has to be that. Rather than me dragging a bunch of mediocre people into mediocrity, I need people that I need a group of people that are way more awesome than me to drag me into awesomeness. That's what I need. How do you guys feel? Yeah, and it's also just, like, sharing the burden. Like, oh, man, I am so obsessed with breeding the best land race chickens, and I'm really obsessed with my chickens. And, like, please don't make me an expert in having to do welding as well. Like, it's just <laughs> yeah. on the other side of the planet. Um, next item is everyone thinks I'm crazy, and I'm okay with that. But it's a frustration that everyone thinks I'm crazy. Everyone, and by everyone, let's say 99% of the people out there are certain that I'm crazy. 
Yep. For me, yeah. this one rings especially true just because I still live in the city. And so a good barometer for me is uh, peeing on the garden and what they what they think about that or what I think they will think about that. And, yeah, I feel like 99 out of 100 is possibly even too low a number. But, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I would, I would imagine that if 1,000 people evaluated me, one out of 1,000 might allow me to travel the path I'm traveling. Yeah, to and, continue to exist and not be locked up for the protection of yourself and others. Right. Right. Which, of course, is exactly what happened to Sep is that they right. tried to lock him up several times. And, uh, and Sep is, of course, not crazy. He's brilliant. And, um, <clears throat> but you'll notice that the permaculture playing cards, that the primary function of those cards is to be able to hand them out to friends and family and whoever in an effort to make yourself seem less crazy. So you have, mm -hmm. I don't know, you're, you're, so when you're swimming upstream to get your stuff done because you've experienced the click, the stream seems to at least slow down a little bit. Yeah. You're, you're getting further. Uh, you're, you're making, you've improved your forward velocity even though you're still swimming upstream. Yeah. I've given out those to all my friends or all my family. And then the books, <clears throat> I think, are more like how to get the general public nudged a little closer in our direction so that way we might seem less crazy. So I've, I've put a lot of thought on this stuff about how everyone thinks I'm crazy. Does it, so, uh, Crazy cards books. Is my analysis fit with the three of you? <laughs> yeah, I feel like I'm confronted less with people who think I'm crazy and more with people who think I'm cute. Like, oh, oh yeah. that's really nice. Like, that's so cool that you're doing that. Oh, Let like, us know when you get a real job. Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm doing this because I think it's essential for the progression of humanity, not because it's a side hobby. Yeah. I'm going to guess that that's a form of sexism against you. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think there could be other things. Like, I'm a pretty non-intimidating personality in the first place. Okay. I mean, I, there might be a guy who's someone might think, like, oh, that's cute. You know, it's 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 cute that you have a, a hobby like that. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And, um, but I also kind of think like, I mean, I know that in a recent conversation, Jennifer said Ruth Bader Ginsburg. So it's like if you're going to talk about any kind of sexism, it's like okay, we're, let's bring out Ruth Bader Ginsburg, right. and we're going to put her right there. Now what? Uh -huh. Yeah. I think anybody would say she's being cute. <laughs> uh -huh. Yeah. <laughs> All right. But, you know, I I also kind of can't, I kind of, I kind of, I could see somebody looking at you because I've met you face to face. Yeah. <clears throat> and um, uh, I don't remember. How, are you a tall person? I can't. <laughs> Five foot two. Okay, so you're you are a petite woman. Yeah. And um and so 
All right. I, it's, it's like there's probably a little bit of sizeism happening combined with sexism. And yeah. I know you once told me a story of, like, at a bike shop, you're trying to say, oh, like, yeah. yeah, let me help you out. And the person's like, no, no, I need to talk to somebody who really knows my not stuff. Not talk to the boys. Right. Need to, need to not talk <laughs> To the to the woman to the woman here. I need to talk to a man. Yeah, and it's kind of like there's. It does sound a little bit like sexism stuff. It could also be like you know I want to talk to the to the people that are in the back who are mechanican, and I yeah. know that a, I know it's possible that whoever's in the front might not be a mechanic. It's but yeah, it's it a does dope. it does smell like it could be a little column A B C D and E. Yeah, definitely. But all right, that's a so everyone thinks I'm crazy, and that the way that if if you were a taller, if you were more of the Ruth Bader Ginsburg mold, yeah, their wording would be, "You're crazy." Um, yeah, I, I think that could work. You are yeah. allowed to be crazy, and they're going to call it cute in your case. And it's, yeah, okay, all right. Although apparently Ruth Bader Ginsburg was pretty short, but yes, still very intimidating. <laughs> yes, she's a powerhouse, and so even when she's young, like seriously, that's going to be your play. Let's let's dance. <laughs> so, um, and I'll agree with you, Paul. Uh, crazy cards books is the progression, um, and I'll point out I used to buy the cards in onesies. Uh, from you on Amazon, and now I buy them in blocks or bricks, yeah. just on rich soil. And then cards and books on sale now. And then if somebody <laughs> learns about your interest in permaculture, and they kind of give you this look of like, oh, whatever, buddy. Yeah, they give like, me the side uh, eye. Then, then it's like, hey, guess what? It's Christmas. Here's a deck of guess cards. Guess what you're for getting? You. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. Right. So, uh, well, and it's like at least one person in this world who is capable of getting some something like manufactured or published thinks that this is a real thing. Right. And it's it's odd how much that does seem to like gives credence to it. It gives it weight. You bet. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. See, I'm not so crazy. Look, some stupid fuck wrote a book. Huh? Uh -huh. Made some cards. Like, look, this is a thing. Oh, well, I guess somebody wrote a book about it. It can't be that crazy. Right, uh, exactly. <clears throat> okay. Uh, anything else about everyone thinks I'm crazy or the cards or the books trying to mitigate that? It sucks. It's probably the worst part of the click or one of the worst parts. Yeah. It, it is painful, but it's kind of like, uh, I don't know, you kind of embrace, it doesn't matter whether you think I'm crazy, this is what I have to do. Right. Next item is swimming upstream. Um, it's, yeah. Yeah. And I think we're each going to get to our own story in that a little, in a little bit. But I mean, like, this is a frustration. It's, it's like, uh, you want to go somewhere and it's amazing how people come out of the woodwork to say, that's just not the way it's done. Or, you know, it's like, this is my property and this is my garden and I choose to do it this way and then other people will then try to prevent that mm -hmm. and it's like this isn't your property but that doesn't matter they will 
find all kinds of ways to try to prevent you from doing it. So then you're kind of like, I need to be able to do this, and so I guess I need something between me and the road, and I need to also have these certain relatives never come here. If I need to see my relatives or my friends or my so-called friends or whatever, I'll go to them because if they come here, the upstream that I'm swimming in, the current becomes stronger. And if I keep them away, then the current is reduced. So there is this swimming upstream element because what we are doing is a massive deviation from the norm of what's acceptable. Yeah. And what's what's acceptable is what everybody does. And it's like... So much of our culture is about slapping people back in line. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's like, um, I, I feel like when it's all done and I'm neck deep, then they can observe it. And once they do... They'll say, oh, well, this is all obvious. It's simple. I mean, duh. duh. (laughs) But if you try to talk about doing it, that's impossible and that's crazy, and I will stop you for your own safety. For your own peace of mind, I am going to impede your efforts. Okay, the things I am now saying about swimming upstream, I've been very general. Is accurate? Yeah. Oh, yes. For me as well. And I can, you know, be more specific. Um, You know, before I felt the click, when I would try to talk about the town with no cars that compete itself, people would say exactly what you said. Oh, that's crazy. That'll never work. Um, You know, go go do some, go get a real architecture job. And then, uh, yeah, so, uh, and it comes in so many flavors. Right. And uh, a lot of times it'll be people it'll be people you don't even know. Right. And and why are they doing this? It's because they saw over your fence to something that you're doing, so they called it. And it was different and their lizard brain told them different is wrong and will kill us all and I have right. to fix it. Well, and any even like really impersonal stuff like you go to the grocery store cuz you're not growing all your food yet. And the organic section is, like, soy milk and broccoli. Uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> or, yeah, you go to the feed store, and they don't carry organic feed. And, like, when you try to order it, the feed store guy is like, oh, honey, that's so expensive. Here, have some of this lovely, you know. It's got the roundup right in it. Instead. And it's just like, yeah, it's so hard to even find things that meet like the most minimal aspect of your values yes. so much of the time. Yeah. And when they say, oh, honey, to Ruth Bader Ginsburg, how does that work out for them? <laughs> <laughs> I assume they somehow end up in jail. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast is continued in part two. Don't forget. Go out to patreon.com slash Paul Wheaton and make a pledge for future artifacts.